Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart, Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is the new tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. Old Newsom survives. A big win for the elites. Fake COVID vaccination cards are flooding into the country from China. Is the rapper Nicki Minaj really becoming woke? Or should I say awakened? Time will tell. The greatly anticipated, well, by the MSM, Insurrection 2.0 took place Saturday, with feds and press being the majority of the attendees. Well, we lost two of the good ones this week. Comedian Norm MacDonald and Sir Clive Sinclair, maker of one of the first personal computers, ZZX. That was the first PC I ever saw and used. Rest in peace, both of you. Tech News Well, the Big Apple event went on as scheduled Tuesday, and it was virtual, of course. It opened with a musical tribute to California, with old Tim saying that people came to California with big dreams. Ironically, people are now leaving in droves because of the extreme leftist agenda, which crushes those dreams. Sorry, I just had to put some (laughs) politics in there. Anyway, first up was a bragging session about the Apple TV Plus streaming service. You know, there are some good shows on it, but not any must-see shows that will be talked about around the proverbial water cooler at work. For a minute, I thought we were going to see a new Apple TV box, but alas, that did not occur. Next, an upgraded regular iPad was introduced with the expected bumped-up processor and a new 12-megapixel center stage camera. Heck. I don't even have that on my almost brand spanking new iPad Air. Center Stage follows you around on FaceTime calls, and it's a cool feature that was available only on the iPad Pros and new iMacs until now. You know, at a, at $329, this is the best deal Apple has, and maybe the, the best deal in tech right now for what you get. The redesigned iPad Mini was up next. Basically, this is a mini version of the iPad Air, but has the new A15 chip and also the 12 megapixel center stage camera as all other iPads now do except my less than a year old iPad Air. Anyhow, 
I've owned minis in the past, but have no need for one now, especially with that $499 starting price. A little steep if you ask me. The Apple Watch Series 7 was then introduced. Well, the leakers were wrong. Supposedly, the watch was to be redesigned to resemble the current iPhones. Well, that just didn't happen. The screen is a little bigger and brighter, and the corners are a little bit more rounded, but you'd have a hard time telling the difference between old and new models. This justifies my wife and I's decision to pass on this year's model. The watch is touted as being more durable this year than last, with it now being dustproof. I hadn't realized that it wasn't dustproof already. Rumors are that the manufacturing of the redesigned model proved to be too difficult, so Apple pivoted back to the old design. Well, we'll probably see the redesign next year, I guess. With the introduction of the Series 7 watch came the biggest push for the Apple Fitness Plus service I've seen since its introduction. They've added meditation, Pilates, and snow sports-related exercises and classes, but alas, still no kettlebell training. I guess the hipsters out there in California don't consider the manly art of kettlebells to be glamorous enough. A new feature is being able to share your workouts with friends and family for competition. They still have no live classes like its competitors. As you can probably guess with my purchase of a bike, I'll be starting indoor cycling myself shortly, so I'll be trying the free trial of the Apple Fitness Plus service to see if it's worth it. The integration with Apple Watch makes it interesting to me. I guess apps like Peloton are kicking Apple Fitness's plus butt, hence the big push this year. Next was the main event, what it was all about, the new iPhone 13. All the leaks were correct about its appearance. The two lenses are angled around the back and the notch in the front screen has shrunk a bit. The screen is also brighter and better. The big news was that the base memory has been bumped from 64 gigs to 128 gigs, and the base price is still $799. Pre-orders started Friday, and I snagged two of these bad boys. One midnight color for me, and one red for the one whom must be obeyed. I got a $500 trade-in value for my old 11 Pro Max. Not as bad as I thought it would be. The iPhone 13 comes in a mini version with a 5.4-inch screen and a regular phone, which my wife and I bought, sports a 6.1-inch screen. The Pro versions of the phone were introduced next. Camera upgrades, especially in the area of shooting video, saw the biggest push with cinematic mode being the most bragged about. Like the regular iPhones, the screen is brighter for both the 6.1-inch and 6.7-inch models, along with the smaller notch. The big difference between the regular iPhone 13 and the Pro is the screen refresh rate is variable up to 120Hz for the Pros. This will make a lot of people happy for some reason. You know, if you're not playing games on the phone, and I sure don't, this feature is kind of not needed. If you're not used to it, you wouldn't notice its absence. You know, I'd like to have it if they'd include it, but uh, they haven't, so I don't care. You can also get a Pro model with up to one terabyte of storage nowadays, and you'll need it for shooting in cinematic mode. <laughs> the 6.1-inch Pro will start at $999, and the large 6.7-inch will have a starting price of $1,099. If you paid close attention to the announcements, you would have noticed that most of the major features, or as I like to say, the ones that matter, 
are available on both the plain iPhone 13 and the Pro version. What you're getting on the Pro version is steel construction versus aluminum on the regular one, a better camera, but, you know, not that much better, and a larger screen and memory options. To me, it's a no-brainer to go with the regular model this time around. As I said before, the phones went on pre-order Friday, with delivery and release to be on the 24th of this month. We didn't see any new AirPods or any computers either. Apple will probably have another event soon for those things. I like the virtual events better than the live ones. They are slickly produced and move along more quickly. And also, the, the pre-order experience was smooth using the Apple Store app. It let you pre-pre-order the phone you wanted and then set up a Siri shortcut to order it. The pre-orders were supposed to start at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, but actually started at around 8.05. At that time, I hit the Siri shortcut button and was taken to a screen to review my purchase. After reviewing, I hit the purchase button and my order was placed. Very, very easy. Watching that event uh, got me to thinking that if I was just starting out and just had to be in, t in the Apple ecosystem, you know, what would I get? So I put together this little list. It might help you. It might not. You might not care. First up, I'd get the standard iPad with a keyboard case for $488. This would serve as my laptop, tablet, and entertainment hub. Next, I'd buy the iPhone SE for $399. My son has his phone, and you get used to the size quickly, and it does everything a modern smartphone should. Also, I'd get the Apple Watch SE at $279. This model has most of the features of the top-of-the-line model, and the ones it doesn't have aren't really a big deal. You can even substitute a Series 3 for $199 if you don't mind a slower processor and even less features. Next up, I'd get the regular AirPods or Studio Beats for $150. I personally would go with the Beats because I like the in-ear form factor, choice of colors, and noise cancellation. The regular AirPods never fit my ears well. If they don't fit yours, well, I'd go for the Studio Beats. The total of these items would be $1,316 plus tax, so let's round it off to $1,400. This is based on list prices. You can find sales and lower lower this price point uh, a little bit, I guess. I'm sure you can make a trip to the Apple Store and get yourself approved on the spot for an Apple card and be able to haul this selection away that very day. Heck, who knows what retirement will bring to me? I might have to use this setup myself. And you know what? This wouldn't be too much of a step down for what I'm currently using. Yeah, I wish there were... Some more interesting tech stories to share with you. I guess the global chip shortage is holding things back. With the oncoming holiday season, I'm hoping things pick up. Tech I'm using. Last week, I told you of my intention to shed the substantial weight I've gained since COVID and try to get back in shape. Being that my knees are shot from years of running and disobeying doctor's advice, I've chosen to use kettlebells and an indoor cycle as my tools to get back to some kind of shape. For the last month, I've been researching various models of bikes and have bounced back and forth on what I want to purchase. I don't want a cheap one that will fall, fall apart after a few months, nor do I want to be locked into a software subscription just to use the bike. I narrowed my choices to four models, the Stride Cycle, which 
was the most expensive but featured a built-in screen, the Schwinn IC4, which has Bluetooth built-in and a great display for metrics, the SB900 cycle from Seoul, which has no tech features really but is built like a tank, and finally the B1805 from Sunny Fitness, which has no tech but is the favorite model for Peloton hackers, and also the cheapest on my list. I was all set to pull the trigger on the Sunny, but noticed a lot of reviews about things breaking on the bike, mostly bearings that would require a teardown of the bikes to fix. The Stride, unfortunately, can't run Apple Fitness Plus because Apple won't let you run that program on a browser. You know, it's really unfortunate because the price for all you get with that bike is great. The Schwinn IC4 has a reputation of not being good for people with long inseams, which I am amongst and just didn't appear to be as sturdy as the model from Seoul, which is the one I ended up purchasing. The bike was supposed to be delivered next Tuesday, but showed up Friday. I spent a couple of hours putting the bike together yesterday. Others have said it took them around 30 minutes to assemble, but I'm not mechanically inclined, and I wanted to make sure I did it right. It's a heavy and sturdy piece of equipment, and just one rung lower than a true commercial bike. I took the sole for a test spin using a 30-minute workout from Apple Fitness Plus. I got to tell you, I barely was able to finish the workout, and the status bar showed I finished in the middle of the pack. I do wish uh, Apple Fitness had beginner rides, though, because these, these uh, instructors are trying to kill me, I think. Well, I bit the bullet, as the cool kids say. I signed up for a personal Office 365 account at $6 per month. I did this reluctantly because I use the service at work and use MS Word to outline the show during breaks. I save the outline to OneDrive and open it up at home on the free version of MS Word. The problem is, if I need to edit, or like this week, I'm not at work all week, I have to open the document in another word processor like Apple Pages, which I prefer. The problem with this is that iCloud just doesn't sync as well as OneDrive, which results in corrupted versions of the document or completely lost versions. So to streamline the process, I decided to give Office 365 a try. Because I use it for work also, I think I could write it off on my taxes. Entertainment news. Well, nothing really to report, but I'll just tell you that I canceled my Showtime subscription this week. There just wasn't enough content on that service that compelled my family to watch it. You know, this is the beginning of the great purge as I head into retirement. Other than that, it's been quiet on the entertainment front, which might not be a bad thing. Podcasting News Samsung's Free Listen, the company-free podcast app, is expanding to more countries, which is a good thing. This show is available on the service, so tell your Samsung-centric friends to give the old fart a listen. Yet more sports betting podcasts have been released. This makes me wonder, do you need to have a bet on the games you watch? Perhaps it's not the sport that you actually like. First, independent podcasters started being crowded out by stand-up comedians. Then it was celebrities. Now it's former radio hosts. As the radio business consolidates, local hosts have been pushed out in favor of centralized national personalities. 
I don't blame them, but it makes it that much tougher for the small, non-network podcaster out here. As usual, my timing was poor. I launched this podcast just before the invasion of big money and the rest back in October of 2019. YouTube is launching a podcast featuring behind-the-scenes looks at creators. It's called The Upload, and speaking of which, I'll be looking at uploading this show, for now audio only, on YouTube. Video will come in the future. I'll try and keep you posted on that. Time for a rant. It seems the radicalization is complete in this country. If reports about the head of the military's Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Miley, are true. Besides the good general pushing for critical race theory to be taught to the troops, a book alleges that he bypassed the civilian chain of command and called his opposite number in China to tell him that he'd warn him if any offensive action then-President Trump might order against him. Then, he supposedly had a chat with the odious Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, about disobeying any command to launch a nuclear strike from the President. You know, this is the result of promoting politicians instead of warriors to lead this country's armed forces. Even Colonel Vidman, the anti-Trump whistleblower whose report led to the impeachment of Trump, called for General Miley's removal. If the allegations are true, this is nothing short of treason in my opinion. This country is led by civilians and the general serves at the behest of the president, not the leader of the house, nor his own personal political beliefs. He's there to tender advice and to execute lawful orders from the president. This undermines the republic and should not go unpunished. Combine this with a TikTok videos of active duty servicemen and women claiming that they would attack us civilians if they were ordered to do so. On, you can see the rot forming at all levels of the military now. If the head of the military chooses to ignore orders, what will stop the rank and file from doing so? Episode 94 is wrapped up and on its way to the can. And I'll be headed that way too after I finish here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I've enjoyed making it for you. And I hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. And, of course, do me a favor and leave a rating for this show on whatever platform you use to listen to it. I'd really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, finish your vacation and get off my lawn. I'm out. See ya. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.